The OPP, the greatest podcast in the galaxy. Party people, come one, come all to the greatest, the OPP. Today we have Eric Schmieder. He is the younger brother of Mark Schmieder. You've listened to Mark a few times on this pod. He's told stories about his 9-11 experience and making crazy bombs and the sticks in basically Pennsylvania. He said, you got to get my brother on to share some of his stories. He has some crazy stories. So this is his brother, Eric, who played basketball overseas for many, many years. Professional basketball overseas, let me say. He's also the co-owner of AlkaWarrior.com. They make alkaline water. That's A-L-K-A Warrior.com. And I spell that out for you because I thought he was saying Alpha Warrior during the pod. But it's AlkaWarrior.com. Alkaline water, refreshify your body. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Eric Schmieder. It warms my it warms my soul. <laughs> oh man, oh man. So you've been busy, man. What you been up to? Oh man, just flipping a lot of houses, um, selling houses. Get out of here. With this water water company. Yeah, doing doing pretty good. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, and somehow got into uh, playing three basketball leagues and two softball leagues. So go figure. <laughs> They careful. always fucking get me, man. They get me like, oh, dude, would you want to play in the fall? Like, yeah, fuck it. I'll play in the fall. And sure enough, fall comes around. like, oh, game tomorrow night. I'm like, what? <laughs> Next thing you know, I got like three games a week. Like I'm playing like, uh, like an NBA schedule. And then I got softball on the weekends. It's been nuts, dude. My only, my only advice for you is with regards to softball. And that advice is to always make sure. It sounds so stupid, but it always make sure to stretch. <laughs> It doesn't matter what I do, man. I can play basketball for hours, but I'll I'll try to run out one ground ball and then their hamstring groin. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know what it is about that dumb sport, but like trying to make your way to first base or trying to catch a fly ball, pop, 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 pop city. It's crazy. And my and my leg muscles are like beef jerky at this point from all the wear and tear. so. So. I literally, I literally just pop something like once a, once a month, and everybody's like, "Up!" Oh, I guess they're playing catcher for the next month. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. How are but, your knees, actually? You know what? Knocking on wood as we speak, because poor Patrick Mahomes just tore his knee up last night. Uh, <laughs> I honestly have awesome knees. Like my knees have not never had a problem. Wow. I, my ankles, my ankles and lower back is what gave out on me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. I have uh, I have three surgeries on my foot and ankle, and then my my back is just blown out. Like I have discs. I have two herniated discs, compressed discs. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. man. It, it just depends. Some people, like you know, their knees take the brunt of it. Some people, it's the hips. Some people, it's the back. So True. mine, mine was the ankle, the feet. True. You know, I always think too, yeah. depending on the sport, because in basketballs, you spend like half the time on. Uh, like outside playing on concrete, but then the other half of the time you're on wood. Whereas with tennis, right. I, I grew up playing tennis. You're on concrete twenty four seven. So unless oh. you're playing on like grass, which nobody in Jersey is on grass. Right. 
so. well, you know, we didn't, we didn't grow up in friggin', we didn't grow up in England. So <laughs> exactly. uh, the thing, the thing with tennis players, man, it's like, how the hell did Nadal and Federer still play till the 30, what, late thirties, 39, 38. And they're just beasts. Like they don't get tired. You know, they're still awesome. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think it's, um, the fitness thing they figure out very early on. So they're both super fit. Um, I think for them, it's that as a as a pro tennis player at that level, you're allowed to dictate what your schedule is. So, whereas with guys in basketball, I mean, now it's different than when we were coming up. But you know, now guys take time off and stuff. But with basketball, it's 80, 80 whatever, eighty two games a year. So you're always yeah. playing, and then all practice before. You know, if you're not playing a game, you're practicing that day. Sometimes right. practices, and then you're working out. For those guys. There's four majors, and then there's like 10, 10 big time tournaments that they want to play a year. Yeah. They can dictate their schedule, so you know. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like if you're not in a sport where you jump, yeah, it's grueling, but it's less wear and tear on your, your overall body. I feel like. Yeah, you know? true. There's some there's some oh. weird things with tennis though. Like tennis, it's similar to basketball, and there's a lot of lateral movement. So right, you know, like you you really going left to right and sliding back and forth and putting a lot of pressure on your knees. But you also, right. with basketball, you use your arms, but you don't use them as violently as we do in tennis. Like with a serve, for example. Like you're really, that's basically like pitching a, it's kind of the same as pitching a baseball. I mean, you, you dial it down a little bit, but it's that same motion on your arm, that whole rotator. Yeah, violent, yeah. 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 Elbows and shoulders. Yep, yep, yep. So it's crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. All right, man, let's kick this thing off. Let's, uh, do it. Let's, let's start with some basketball questions for you. I know you get these all the time, but, uh, you know, we never really – you and I never speak about it, so I'm curious. So give me your okay. top top five all-time basketball players. My top five? Your top five. Cool. All right, so it's easy. The first couple are easy. It's Jordan. Yep. LeBron. Okay. Jordan, LeBron. Um. I think KD got in there now. Wow. Yeah, KD's ridiculous. Um, I would say I would say still Bird and Magic, man. Bird and Magic. Wow. So you yeah. your team has no centers. <laughs> no, no, dude, centers get out of here. I mean, Shaq. I mean, you know what? It's hard because Olajuwon was so nasty. Yep. But there's something about basketball where I feel like. If you can't really handle a ball, it's it's such a I don't know it's it's such a it's so limiting. Of, right. of a, you know the game the game is so crazy like when you can handle the ball, which all these big guys can now. Mm-hmm. But back then, all the really good centers like you know they weren't really handling the ball. They were just you know posting up. I don't know. That's just my it's just it's my preference. Even though they dominated and they, and they carried the sport forever, but to me, no, nah, you got to be able to do everything. Post up, like all those guys can do everything. Post up, you know, they can uh, take the guy off the dribble, they can pass, they can do everything, you know. I'm surprised you have these younger cats in your list already. Well, I mean, they're not so young anymore, but KD is, you know, he's basically in his yeah. prime right now. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, just watching him play, like how skilled he is. As a, they say he's like seven foot damn there. Oh, yeah, and for sure. It's just how he can shoot it, like how he bees up now. I mean, he got injured, but I mean, that guy is just 
I don't, you know, I think he's one of the most skilled players ever in my mind. So wow. Wow. Yeah, I've never, you never see a guy like that can shoot and handle the ball and all that stuff the way okay. he can. All right, so I'll give you mine. I have everybody's got Jordan. <laughs> so I have right. my, my number two is Bill Russell. Um, just for like okay. a winning aspect, you know, team player. Right. What is it? Uh, nine championships in 11 years, something crazy like something that. Something ridiculous, yeah. You know, then I have Larry Legend, of course. Then I put, actually, I put Shaquille O'Neal in there. And the reason is because even, you made a good point about him needing to call for the ball and not being able to, like, bring the ball up himself and stuff. But literally, this, <laughs> this guy, this guy, like, got fouled 50 times a game, basically. And just yeah. completely dominated everybody. Like, if they called the game I mean, the he same way. backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they called the game the same way for him as they called it for everybody else, everybody would foul out all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. He's like above yes, the I mean, like, I get it. Like, I, when I think about dominant players, yeah, he's like number one dominant. Like him, yeah. Will Chamberlain. Like, those guys are just dominant. I'm talking like for me, like the best of all time, it's got to be skills, you know. Like, uh, I got you. Even though, even though for a fucking guy who was 300 something pounds, seven foot, he was so skilled because he was so athletic, yeah. agile, yeah. could jump, could run. It was ridiculous. But, yeah, especially yeah, when he was on the Magic. Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, <laughs> nature freak. I mean, dude, he would spin off people and just hammer it. It's like <laughs> how like a ballerina, but like 350 pounds or wherever he was. Yeah. So that was four. No, I hear you. And five I have is uh, magic. So we got the yeah, same, two, the same except for um, you got LeBron, I got Bill Russell, you got KD, I got, uh, I got Shaq. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, can you go wrong with either of those, though? I, no. I no, yeah. no, no, not at all. So now I got a, yeah. a different question for you. Name your top five favorite players. My favorite? Yes. So the uh, first, the first was like skilled and like best of all time. Now, who are your top five favorite? And I'll go first on this. Well, one. I got, I got Russell Westbrook. I got yes. Allen Iverson. Yes. I have Charles Barkley. I have, okay, like I that. have Rasheed Wallace. And I, <laughs> yes. And I have the Worm. And I have, okay, the, yeah. I have the worm in there because, like, he's the one guy in the league that was like, I don't care about anything except getting these fucking rebounds from my team. <laughs> Dude, he was fun to watch, man. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Getting 20 rebounds a game. Yeah, I like that. So nuts. <laughs> yeah. And then kick a reporter in the nuts as he got there. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy was great. He, uh, he, he, they, they, they had a 30 for 30 on him and he basically they, he basically said he would just start drinking from the time practice in until like the next morning until so, practice started so crazy go ride the bike go ride the bike for an hour and then go out and you know just dominate That's and then so you know go out crazy. go back at it again man. I don't know how people do that freak of nature yep. Yep. they said yep. Jordan was the same way Jordan would be partying all night and come out and drop 40 yep 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 Side, side, a little side combo before you give me your five. I was just reading an article last night about, you know, guys who party. It was, um, it was an article about Mike Tyson and how the night that he lost, the night before he lost to Buster Douglas, he was in Japan with Bobby Brown. And they were partying. Oh, and, no. <laughs> yo, this is when, I mean, they were, Bobby was huge back in the day. He had like 
two years in the 80s where he was on top of his game. So he's in yeah, Japan. Sure. He's in Japan, and they're hanging out in a hotel with 12 Japanese women. Because <laughs> it, it's the fan. 12. It's just the 14 people. These two dudes wow. and 12 Japanese women. And Bobby Brown's like, all throughout the night, he's like, yo, Mike. Mike, come on. You got a big fight tomorrow. You got to get some sleep. And Mike's like, yo, come on, man. What's the Douglas? That guy's an amateur. He's like, that guy, I, can, I don't have to sleep for five weeks. I can still beat that guy. So then the fight, oh ha fight happens, and Bobby Brown is, like, at the Emperor's Palace watching the fight. And, he, and Mike loses. And Bobby Brown's like, oh, yeah. shit, this guy, when he finds me, he's going to kill me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> they talk after the fight on the phone. And Mike was like, you know what, Bobby? You were right. He's like, I should have, you know, I felt tired. I felt heavy. And, and uh, you were right. I should have gotten some sleep. And he was like, you know what? And I should have listened to Cuss, too, because Customato would always say, no, no sex in training camp before a fight. And he right. was like, and Bobby Brown's like, well, you blew that with those 12 girls <laughs> last night. Yeah. I mean, how, how is 12 even, like, feasible, man? Like, are you that much of a savage? Like, you need 12 girls? Like, yeah. damn. Mike does. <laughs> that's so. Oh. I mean, I knew he didn't train for that fight. I didn't know he was like about all that. That's funny, man. Yeah. I, I, knew, I knew he was supposedly he didn't train like that much, and then he got you know. I I knew that. I just didn't know that he was like Bobby Brown and twelve twelve uh, the Japanese uh, strippers or hookers or whatever they were. That's funny. What's funny about that is that was like I don't want to say it was as bad as nine eleven, but. There's certain things in your life when thing, when when it happens, you know exactly where you were. So everybody knows where they were 100%. when 9/11 happened. I knew where I was because I was watching that fight live. I was at a I was at a house party. You know, my dad's an African dude, and they would have these like these sweaty ass basement parties <laughs> where, you, where you're walking up and you like you look down at the window to the basement and it's like um there's like steam coming off the window and it's like dripping because everybody's in that's there like partying terrible. dancing that's so that's, great. that's how my you know our parents would bring us everywhere but we couldn't like really hang out so they would put us in like a bedroom and be like oh you guys stay here and play here so i was i don't remember when that was, 88 or whatever? I must have been like 10, 12 yeah, years Yeah, I think it was late 80s, yeah. Yeah, and I was watching the fight live and like, oh man, this is going to be a quick fight. Everybody shut up. And it ended up being 10 rounds and he ended up getting, and I remember how much pain I felt like watching Tyson lose. It was crazy. Yeah, crazy. I loved him too. It was crazy. I, we, me, Mark, my brother, and you know, uh, Brad, and you know, friends, we used to always watch his fights. But for some reason, we're like, you know what? I'm not going to pay for this fight because he's going to beat this guy in like literally 10 seconds. We're like, we're like, we're like, we don't want to pay for it. And yep. sure enough, we, we started hearing about it. You know, there's no Twitter. There's no nothing. And you started hearing about it. You just could not believe that that guy lost. Cause he, he was like, he just looked like, you know, indestructible. Like yep. he was a force. Yep. So yeah, that was crazy. I, I do remember that. I think I was like nine or 10, but yeah, I remember that for sure. All right. So back to it. Who are your uh, top five favorites? Top five. All right. So a lot of the, I think, I think at least a couple of Knicks uh, back in the nineties. I loved, uh, I loved Charles Oakley. The most, un, <laughs> the most unathletic, but fucking just bruiser, dude. I love that guy. Hammer you, just rebound, just elbow, like, no, just play dirty. I love that guy. Okay. Um, AI for sure. Um, Sean Kemp. Love oh my goodness! There's a name, the oh, Rain yeah. Man, dude. The Rain Man. 
Um, Sean Kemp. I think uh, definitely early old LeBron, young LeBron. Okay. And, uh, um, who am I going to one more? I like it. You have the – you got the Jordan reference with Oakley. That's like his boy, right? They're like best friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was great. Um, I would say Shaq, yeah. Shaq was always fun to watch, man. Oh, okay. Just tear down backwards, especially in his earlier days. Oh, my God. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so that'll be my top five. Yeah, so you you took some of the folks from my list, and you, <laughs> from my top list. You got Shaq in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I loved I loved the '90s Knicks the way they played D and stuff. Oh my god! And I, and I think I think Oakley was the was the man. No, the whole East the whole East Eastern Division in in the in the '80s '90s it was crazy between them and the oh, yeah. and the Bulls. It was like war, straight up. Even the Pacers when the Pacers oh, started getting right, good. the Davis brothers. The you're Davis right. Brothers, yeah, <laughs> savages, man. It's like hockey. Every team had their their enforcers, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. The game was always like eighty to eighty six to eighty. Like no scoring, no skill. Everybody was just in the weight room doing creatine. <laughs> Nobody shot jump shots back then, man. It was just like one shooter could shoot, and everybody else was just like setting screens and playing defense. <laughs> so, um, what's, well, even Grand 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 Hill came into the league. He had those bowling ball shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> trying to look yeah, like his father that's <laughs> crazy i know oh man so let me ask you who coming up was there anybody that you modeled your game after uh it- no man because honestly like 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 i told you before like the knicks were my team so and there wasn't anybody on the knicks that was like worth modeling your game after this night <laughs> think about it they, they had no good like they had no aesthetically pleasing basketball players like John Starks was like a decent shooter, but couldn't dribble. Like you know, Greg Anthony or you know oh, yeah, Derek yeah, Harper. Yeah. There was no guy. You're like, I want to play like that guy. You're just like, you know. So honestly, yeah. well, they, they had, had Mark David Jackson. Jackson. They had Mark Jackson. The slowest point guard of all time. So definitely not him. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I. I mean, I, I hated Jordan because, I was like I said, I was a Knicks fan. He just crushed our souls. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he, like, now, now he's my favorite player. Once I got older and realized, like, that was the best player ever, I'm like, yeah, uh, now he's my favorite player. But back then, I hated him. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I, I, I really – the only player I, could really, I really remember trying to, like, do some things like was uh, when I was, like, in high school or early college, it was, uh, it was AI. Oh, AI. I, I loved his handle. I loved his cross. Obviously, his crossover. Right. So I, I, you know, I worked on his cross. So I had that cross a little bit. Obviously, not like AI, but yeah, that was the one thing where I actually was like modeled something after someone. You know. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So now, uh, my question is: Your older brothers. You're the youngest of three. So your older brothers played sports, and you know, the middle kid, Mark, played basketball. So. I'm actually right. surprised. Usually what happens is like you alternate or like, you know, the one brother will do one sport and then the other brothers don't want to be like that brother. So they choose another sport. But why did you just right. naturally choose basketball? Did your father like push you into it or? No, honestly, dude, I played, I played everything growing up. Man. I played every sport you can imagine. Like I played ah, soccer, okay. I played football, I played baseball, I played lacrosse. 
I just I played everything. But when I got to high school, I realized I'm like, all right, if I want to actually do something one of these sports, I probably got to like specialize. Yep. So um, I played. Uh, so I decided after my freshman year, I just I was like, all right, I'm just gonna play uh, basketball all year round. Which is which was weird back then when I did it because everybody was still kind of doing like the all you know three sport thing, right? Um, you know, or the multiple sport thing. Um, but I was like, you know what? I I just knew you know coming from where we came from, where there's you know there's nobody plays basketball and there's no coaching. I was like, I knew that like if I wanted to actually do something, I had to concentrate on it and play all year round. You know. Mm. And, and so that, um, that's kind of what drove you to be better is just to like specialize and like what did drive you to be better was it because for, for i don't for, know man i think it was i think it was fear of working <laughs> <laughs> oh so you realized early on that you could like do this for a living well not not that but i just knew like i saw my brothers man like they had to work their ass off to like pay for college and i was like fuck that i was like i don't want to sit and block so I worked like one week at a blockbuster and I, and I was like, never, never again. I just quit. I was like, I'm out of here. So honestly, man, I was like, I don't want to have to go to school and pay for it. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to bust my ass. If I get a D2 scholarship, I'm going there. If I get a you know junior college scholarship, I'm going there. I'm like, I'm just not paying for college. I don't want to have to work at these bullshit jobs. Yeah. That, uh, yep. that, you know, I saw Mark and Brad do. These guys worked their ass off to pay for college. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather just try to get a scholarship. So I think that was kind of it. That's crazy. It's like hard work through laziness. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. You oh, know, man. even in college, in, at, towards my last two years in college, I was like, I was like, man, like real life is around the corner. I was like, I better, I better ball out these last two years and try to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, seriously, I, I took it, I took it so much more serious when I knew like, real life was around the corner. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it's interesting for us, like uh, growing up in the Northeast, you really, really have to be dedicated to a sport to play it all year round. So like, I mean, right. the same thing for basketball as it is for tennis and maybe even more for, for tennis in that to, to pay for court time indoors in the winter time is expensive. It, it's a lot of yeah. money because it's a lot of real estate for only two to four people to be p playing in that huge space. So, uh, right. Uh, you know, so yeah, so you got to be dedicated, very dedicated. It's it's funny. I was yes, watching sir. another thing of, I was watching this uh, special. Kobe Bryant's been doing a lot of press and stuff recently, so he had this long mm -hmm. special, and, and that's rare for him. But he was talking about how um, playing basketball in Philly. He came back. He had come back from Italy, and his dad put him in a summer camp. He was like thirteen years old, and he said, "I didn't score one point the entire summer." Oh wow! <laughs> Not one point, and the interviewer was like, "Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, didn't you get down yourself? What what made you like not want to quit?" He's like, "No, I just kind of understood. All right, now this is what I got to work on." So the next year, throughout that whole year, all he did was work on his shooting. That's it. Didn't work on dribbling. Didn't work on anything else. Just worked on shooting. And then uh, the next year, he scored a few more points. He, he did better. He scored some some points and uh, felt a little bit better about himself. But then he realized, okay, I got the shooting down. Next year going to work on the handle, work on the left, work on the right, all that stuff, and put yeah. the whole thing together. So from 13, 14, he's okay. 15, he's the best player in all of Pennsylvania. <laughs> so basically two years. Wow. And the guy's like, and I don't – He was just obsessed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy 
so I love I love watching guys like that are masters of their craft because they always right. are able to put things down so s- simply. And the, and the interviewer is right. like, so what's what was your secret? What did you do? And he said one word. He said mathematics. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? He's like, listen, the other guys that are in the camp, they're playing, you know, two hours a week, two or two days a week two hours each time I was playing at least six days a week for three hours. So you multiply one week for that guy. It's eight. It's four hours for me. It's 16 hours. So just mathematics over time, that's going to add up and add up and add up. And that's how you get better. Mm -hmm. Just got to put in the math. (laughs) Crazy. No, man. And honestly, that's, that's what I did, man. I remember, never forget, like after my freshman year, I, um, I knew it. I was like, all right, man, I'm going to be on varsity next year. I was like, it's now or never. So I literally was just every night I'd be out in our, you know, we, we live in like a parking lot behind our house. We have, you know, a bunch of condominiums or townhouses. And I used to go out every night and just pound the ball, do dribbling drills, do jumping drills. And just every night pissing off the neighbors, screaming at me, get out of here. So, but no, I mean, like it just something clicked in me. I was like, well, if I want to be good, I, you know, and, I, and next year's the legit. And that's where it started, man. I just, by myself, just trying to figure it out and just, you know, nonstop working on it. And basically, that's, I mean, that's, that's what it was. And then did you... you know, there's, there's, there's no secret. It's just, you know, just busting your ass and, you know, yeah. sacrificing things. Yeah. And then in terms of your, for some guys, like, they grow into their body. Did you, were you, like, the right height by the time you got to sophomore year or did you still have to like grow? yeah oh you I were think i might have grew it i might have grew a teeny bit uh for my sophomore and senior year but i was like six one and a half six two oh wow um uh, as a sophomore and then i think i think i eventually got up like six three jesus but yeah i mean i was i mean but i was skinny as hell man i was like six two one fifty five skinny as hell i had big ass feet i had size 13s like since i was like in eighth grade so yeah, I was I was a little goofy, you know, from like eighth grade till sophomore year, but then I started growing in. I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right, let's let's take a step backwards. Let's talk about bullies. <laughs> so, did you have any bullies in middle school? Oh no! And I'm, I'm asking this for a reason. Well, I was I was told to ask you about some middle school fights that you might have had. <laughs> middle school fights? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, not a bully, but there was a, there's a couple uh, kids in Mark's grade, actually, um, <laughs> that th- this kid, Chris Sagata, man, he was like, a, so like I said, we live in like a townhouse development where there's, you know, a lot of houses and everything. So there's a lot of kids our great, our ages. And so we used to always play outside and there's this kid named Chris Sagata, man. And, uh, I don't know what, what happened, but he was like pissing me off or I was pissing him off. And, you know, mind you, he's a Mark's grade, so he's five years older than me. And, uh, wait, there's five years know, difference you know, between us. I didn't realize you're that much younger. Uh, well, well, I have wow. five grades. Okay. So maybe I got it's only you. Like four years. Yeah. I maybe three you. and a half or four years. Okay. Um, so anyway, we're in the neighborhood playing around and then I just, I just, I, I, I don't know what happened, but I just remember like, Mark's like, Mark's like, yo, you and Chris got to fight. Kids, the has got to fight. And sure enough, like, I think Mark was just like wanting to see like what I could do or whatever. So 
me and him basically just squared up and, you know, we threw the hands and I think I got the better of them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, maybe bloody, maybe bloody the lip or two, but you know, Mark was just like, you know, basically standing by just in case I got my ass kicked. So Mark can, I think Mark wanted to beat his ass because the kid was so annoying. So Mark wanted to use me losing to, uh, for oh, a as a reason. Oh, I yeah. got you. <laughs> if, if you ask him, you know, deep down in his soul, I bet you that was the reason. I don't think he wanted to see what I had. I think he wanted the reason to kick this kid's ass. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, in, you know, in our neighborhood or our, our mom, if you know, if you get in a fight and, and you know, because he beat up Eric and then then it's warranted. You know what I mean? I got you. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, like I fought, I fought him, and I fought another kid named Chris Carino in in, in his grade. At a, at a basketball court in uh, Long Valley Middle School. Um, squared up in the hallway. Mark's ref, refing it for some reason. I don't know if Mark, I don't know if Mark was the one like getting me in these fights, but like, I, always, I was always fighting a kid in his grade. Um, so same thing. Like we squared up, fought, you know, fought. I think I got the best of this kid too. And Mark, I just remember Mark looking at me like, dude, can I kick someone's ass? Or like, you know, like, what the hell? How are you winning? How are you getting the better of these fucking kids? So, oh, man. So that's so, basically it, man. I, I, there wasn't really too many bullies, though. It's funny, though, that you did you and your brother ever go toe to toe, or he just always had your back? No, Mark. Mark never. Mark never really fought with me. Mark that's was like crazy. a. Uh, yeah, like he used to. You know, don't get me wrong. He used to like when I would annoy the shit out of him, he'd blast me in the arm, <laughs> or you know, choke me, or throw, slam my head against the wall, or something. But he would. <laughs> he would never. He would never like you know really really fight me. Okay. So it was him and him, him and Brad would go at it, not not you two. I got yeah, you. Yeah, him and Brad used to throw down a lot. <laughs> they used to throw down a lot. All right. Over so what? I, I don't know. I, th <laughs> I think I think Mark was Mark was slurping his milks and that's just like boom. Uh, Stop chewing your like that, asshole. Yeah. Uh. All right. So, did you? Do you ever? I don't know if this was high school or college, but did you ever chase a deer um, with a car? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so quick backstory about me and driving. So uh, junior year comes around and everybody's getting their license. And I'm like, I was like, hey, mom, uh, you know, it's about time for me to get my license. She's like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> you, you, you are too out of your mind. You're too immature. You're not getting your license. So she's like, we'll wait until your senior year. It's like, if you, you know, shape it up a little bit. So sure enough, senior year comes around. I finally, you know, get my license. I had a, um, a I think it was like a 1990 something like uh, Chevrolet Corsica. Oh my God. Fucking shit box. Trash. Yeah, straight shit box. Straight trash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just you can imagine what that thing looks like. It was red, like burgundy red with like, you know, like acid rain shit paint all over it. So anyway, so it's of like, course me and my It's kid, like you driving the car like if it was like uh if it was a car, a car show and everybody's like, Bring you a Corsica, because you would step out and then it would be like all eighty five year old women with blue hair stepping out of that car. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I mean that car was I mean, what that was one of the better cars I had too growing oh up. Oh my god! Because you know, uh, I had like four different cars in four years, <laughs> probably because I was trashing them. But so me and my two of my buddies, we were just fucking maniacs. Dude. We would go off roading with our cars. We like school. We you know we would we would just go off roading whenever we could. We used to we used to drive through cornfields. 
just chasing deer through cornfields. So anyway, this one night, we're out drinking, and there's this big, big park on top of Long Valley, and there's a big, like, big soccer field. And, uh, and I was like, dude, let's go off-roading. So I, got, I took the Corsica, freaking gun it, to, gun it to the side, start flooring it on this field. And sure enough, we see like a herd of deer. So I'm like, I'm going to get me a deer. <laughs> <laughs> so I just gunning it after this deer, right? And the thing's like darting all over the place. And finally, I, I got on its ass a little bit. And, and it, it just shot quick to the left. And I was like, screw that. I couldn't, I couldn't you know, turn it. And I saw a goal like right in front of me. So I was like, you know what? We'll see what happens if I fucking gun it like 60 miles per hour into this goal. <laughs> so, dude, I fucking step on it. And everybody's like, what are you doing? Like flipping out in the car. So I, I, I literally was probably going like 50 to 60 miles per hour on a soccer field. Blast right into the net. And just... And I'm dragging like this huge metal like apparatus because, you know, the netting was like this, you know, like industrial strong, whatever it was. Yeah, the nylon, yeah. So it, it, did, it didn't rip. So I'm just <laughs> gunning it with this, with this goal attached to the back of like behind my car, like just dragging this thing like 40 miles per hour probably. And then I jam on the brakes and like a slingshot, dude. The, imagine this pile like 150 pound, 200 pound goal, metal goal slingshotting off of my car like 50 feet through the air <laughs> and the netting the netting was attached to like my license plate and bumper so it just completely ripped it off it was went flying with the net the so, bumper like, the front of my car the front <laughs> of my car was just bare naked <laughs> and you just see this metal goal like tumbling for like 100 yards <laughs> oh my god yeah, good times in Long Valley, man. Good times in Long Valley. Good time. So you missed out, man. Living I know. Know. I know. We had no space. Although we do <laughs> have this one hill. They call it Floods Hill in South Orange, and it's like um, basically every snowfall. That's the place where everybody goes to 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 you know take your sled and go down the hill, and you fly down in fact i think a kid hit a tree and died going down this hill that's how fast oh, that you went down the hill but yeah there was this one way to, to ruin all the fun kid yeah exactly exactly there was this one kid who was kind of like you and was testing out his, his uh his i think he had like a wrangler or something so he tried going up floods hill and ended up flipping the car <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's yeah. like he's built he's built from the same elk i was exactly exactly all right, yeah. so I have. I'm, I'm, let me check my notes here. I have riot in high school? Question mark. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah, well, that was uh, that was like a, that was my infamous day in senior year in high school. So I was I was wild as hell in high school. Maybe too much too much energy. I don't know, but like, I was always like I just couldn't like stand still, and I was always like you know I wasn't like a menace, but I was just like a kids like to have fun and goof off mm -hmm. so i'll never forget man we're sitting at lunch and you know we're just you know hanging out there and all of a sudden we just we just see poof and uh the all the lighting in the school just went out there's like a power outage i don't know remember what for but it just you know next thing you know like everybody started getting restless you know kids are like what the hell's going on and these kids started lining up at the, at the exit of the, um, of the, the lunchroom. Everybody's like, well, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's do something. Let's go around, let's go around the school, see what's going on. And this 
at the time, I didn't know that there was this old lady, man, old teacher, Mrs. Van Dalen, whatever, from, God bless her soul. Um, she's, I guess she was holding these people back, and I didn't know she was there. And I was like, why aren't they leaving? So, dude, I took like a 50-yard like, running start. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, hey, Mike, uh, you know, my, my, my boy Mike and Evan, I was like, yo, let's go running through the hallways. So I was like, follow me. So I'm like ramming speed, dude. I, I friggin' just started gunning it from like 50, 50 yards away flying at the door to like plow open the door to whoever was standing there there was this like 300 pound six four indian kid that was like dwarfing this little old lady who i didn't know because i couldn't see her i was like what the hell is andy doing so i got it full speed dude like lower my head perfect form tackle blast this kid in the back <laughs> right blast him and he just i guess for me hitting him pushed like hit the old lady it was in front of him launched her across the hallway landed like against the lockers like on her wrist and like after i like laid him out and like looked at what ha what happened to her she's like screaming on the ground like yelling oh, oh like, no oh shit i was like i gotta get the fuck out of here before she sees who it is so i just fucking gunned it around the school like like running around so all my buddies are behind me we're running through the like mind you it's dark it's like pitch black almost there's like these floodlights every like, you know, probably like, you know, 10 classrooms, but you can't really see. So I'm running around like the school just freaking being an idiot then because I was like, I'm free, you know, <laughs> <laughs> running around. I'm knocking on people, all these people's doors, like, you know, freaking, freaking people out. You hear people in like the classrooms, like screaming, yelling because it was just chaos. Yeah. So worst part of that whole story is like the next day, right? I had this criminal justice class and this, there was an actual police officer who taught it. So he's sitting in there, right? And he's like, you know, there was an unfortunate accident yesterday. He goes, he goes, a teacher was assaulted. He's like, I'm going to find out. And mind you, he's staring right into my face. I'm going to find out exactly who did it. And I'm going to get this kid arrested. Uh, and dude, mind you, like, like this is my senior year. Like, I just finished my basketball year. I was trying to get, you know, trying to get recruited. Still, I'm like shitting bricks, man. And he's staring right at it. He knows it's me, and everybody knew it was me. Right. And I think the only thing that saved me was one of the principals was one of my childhood buddies growing up. Played sports with him. Okay. So I guarantee the only way I didn't get expelled or in trouble for that was that he, um, he basically just like, dude, this kid, you know. You know, he, he, he's probably going to have a scholarship. You know, this is going to ruin his career. Right. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of because there's no way nobody ratted me out. Dude, they were doing an investigation, man. They were, like, questioning wow. people. Like, they definitely knew it was me. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Wow. So, you got yeah, lucky that your, your boys didn't rat you out. <laughs> no, I'm sure they did, man, because like, this guy was, he was an Easton cop, dude. Like, Easton's like a little, like, rough city in uh in, in, in PA. Yep. And he, he was just a hard nosed dude, man. And I knew right away he was basically looking at me, like interrogating me as he's saying, Oh, we're going to find the bastard, you know? So let me ask, did uh, you ever circle around so, with the teacher? So it, okay. And end up, and end up, she ended up fracturing her wrist, elbow, I think. Oh. Like it was a bad, it was bad, dude. I felt awful because this lady, I love this old lady. Like she was one of my favorite teachers. But that was rough, man. Like I was scared out of my mom. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So did you ever circle back around with her and be like, you know what? 10 years ago, I <laughs> broke your wrist. <laughs> no, man. Honestly, I, I just, I, I kind of was just, I never really wanted to bring it up, you know, because like, yeah. I just didn't want that story out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got oh. you. 
I got you. I mean, it still, li- still lives in Westmore's lore, though. People bring it up every now and then. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. All my buddies, my buddies, like, yo, remember Shamita broke the teacher's arm? <laughs> well, that's better than your friends are better than your brother's friends. Yo, I, I don't know. I This is like, I don't know why, but one of my, I, you're actually at this party, I think. Your brother had a party um, when they were living in that spot in Newark. And we're all like sitting around, hanging out, um, you know, having a good time. He's telling, he's actually, this is right around 9-11. So your brother's like retelling his 9-11 story to everybody. And, I, and the door opens, doorbell rings, somebody lets the door in. And I, I look and it's this kid and he's like, I'm trying to think of somebody famous that he's like, it kind of is like dirty looking like, um, like Johnny Depp. He's got this like weird hat on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I forget what the hell this kid's name is, but he's apparently one of your your brother's childhood buddies. Walks up to the circle. Your brother's telling the story. He finishes telling the story. But he's like, oh, man, I think you survived. That's amazing. This dude's like, yo, Schmieder. <laughs> he's like, yo, remember? <laughs> remember? Remember when we were kids? <laughs> And we're, we're <laughs> I can't even repeat it. This shit is so crazy. <laughs> it's like, Sheena, remember when we were kids and you were outside playing out in the woods and you took that shit in the woods and it was all red colored? <laughs> it was all what? It was all red colored. <laughs> He's like, what you think? Why'd you take a red a red shit in the woods? I'm telling you, it's like a party, all girls, guys, everybody's sitting. He just told the story and this kid walks up and he's like, I mean you took that red shit in the woods. <laughs> he's like, dude. Oh that that had like to be Greg's uh, Was his name Greg? Yes. 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 Greg Robinson. One yes. Yes. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. That's him. That kid was a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Poor Mark, man. I, if any, if any, anything's gonna happen to someone like that in front of a girl, it's Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, he's probably was... got. He's probably got. He probably got a Bible of stories about all the all the fucking like embarrassing shit happening in front of girls. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of girls, I heard that somebody had to pretend to be homosexual <laughs> in high school to keep yeah, girls off. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so what's no, that all about? I, you know, I don't consider myself like a like a forward thinker, but for some <laughs> reason, I got I got it early on that if you're messing with chicks, man, it's gonna fucking mess up your game, man. It's gonna take your focus off. Yeah. So I was smart enough, man, when I was like a sophomore. When I was like, like I told you, when I started really, really focusing on basketball, I saw what was happening to my buddies. Like we had. Dude, we had great athletes at my, my grade. We had, you know, a, a kid that could was probably just as good as me at that time, basketball-wise, who was a really good soccer player. But he started, like, hanging out and partying, was all about girls all the time. And he just fell off. Like, wow. his, his whole, like, yeah. And I was, like, I was looking at him. And I was looking at every, all these other good athletes that, like, I grew up with. And I was, like, I was, like fuck that, man. Like, I'm not going to worry about that shit. So I basically was telling people that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm gay. Like, I'm into dudes. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, that's, you know, if a girl come up to you, oh, blah, 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 thinks you're cute. I'm like, well, I like guys, so tell her um, to move on or, you know, tell her to go somewhere else. And you weren't, I mean, this is, you know, we're talking about the 90s, you know. This is, you know, compared to now, 
that kind of stuff wasn't really, you know, homosexuality wasn't as accepted. So you weren't, you weren't afraid of the repercussions from like the guys like on the sports teams and nah. stuff? Oh, okay. No, I think everybody knew, everybody knew I wasn't gay, but yep. you know, everybody knew kind of like, I wasn't interested at, the, at that time, you know? I got you. But that, got you. that stayed, that stayed like that until I think like, I think my junior year, <laughs> after my junior season, I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I was like, I need some of that good, good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, I see, I see my sophomore year in, in, into my junior year. I, I played that, that 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 card. Wow, that's a long time, especially you know at that age. Hormones crazy. That's oh, a long yeah. time to be like, ah, you know, basketball's more important. It's crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Man, Dude, don't be wrong. I used to be in, I used to be in class and do the old waistband trick. <laughs> You know, hide the old boner, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we would, you know, we would like Eric to come up and write the come up and write the answer down, Eric. <laughs> like, <"Whoa." laughs> yeah, man. Thank God for waistbands. Yeah, man. Okay. So what's Cecil County? Is that a county college? Yeah, it's a it's a small county college in northeast Maryland. Okay. So you started so I went there after after uh, I, I registered, I broke my foot at Utah State. That's where I started my first year. Okay. And then um, I uh, transferred to a junior college to get re-recruited and, you know, play again because I just broke my foot, had surgery. So I went there for a year in uh, Northeast Maryland, Cecil Community College. I got you. So w when you were recruiting to schools, like, did you have a list, like a, a short list of schools? So, yeah, Utah State, were there any, like, did you think about like uh, anywhere in Jersey, like Rutgers or FDU? No, I mean I, I didn't get any offers from um, from Rutgers. I mean, at, at, at a junior college, I had I had Pittsburgh, Georgetown, St. Joe's. Um, who else? Uh, Central Florida was was one on my radar because obviously Central Florida. Yeah, yeah. Where you want to go to school? Um, <laughs> All right, and then Drexel. I think those those were my top five. Okay. Um, at, uh, after I finished my uh, junior college year. Okay. And um, honestly, dude, only reason I picked Drexel, if, honestly, this is gonna sound dumb, but I had a great time on my visit, and it was close to home. <laughs> like I had no clue about the coach because the coach was a complete asshole. Thank God he got fired. Who was that? Was that Bruiser? Year. Was that Bruiser? No, Bruiser saved me, man. I was about to transfer again. Uh, this guy, okay. Seymour, man. He was like fucking Bobby Knight. Oh my big god! Meat, meat coach who just like he he didn't believe in any encouragement. Just like beat you down, talk shit. You know, awful coach. Didn't know basketball. When Bruiser came in, it was like it was like going from like a novice to an expert. It was wow. that it was that much difference of knowledge and and how to like work out and and how to like you know just you know to improve your game individually and then also as like a you know a team team aspect. Like that was completely different. Gotcha. So now, why, but, why, why didn't you? So Drexel's close, but Georgetown isn't that far away, and actually, none of the schools, St. Joe's, isn't that far, and neither yeah. is Pittsburgh. So yeah, I was about to yeah, I was about to go into that. So Georgetown said because I was I was going to be a sophomore because I registered at Utah, so I only played one year at junior college. So I was going to be a sophomore going into these schools. Okay, but. There was a point guard named Kevin Braswell at Georgetown. He was going to be a senior my, my first year. And the coach told me uh, flat out, he's like, you're not going to play your first year. This guy's been our point guard for, you know, three years already. 
So I was like, you know what? I'm t- I don't want to sit out, man. I'm just tired of like sitting out. I just want to play. Yeah. So I kind of was like, ah, I'm not going to go there. Um, and then was St. It, Joe's wait, but was for, Samir Nelson. Oh, right. And, and, uh, oh, and fucking Delonte West. West, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, they made it to the, you know, didn't they make it to like the final four that year? They're yeah, they were number crazy. two in the country. Of the, yeah, not then, the, but, but yeah, yeah. they told me. They're like, dude, there's this freshman point guard coming in, and there's this other guy, that Delonte West. He's like, he's like, you know, you, you can platoon. Like, you'll, you'll play the one and the two, but it's probably going to be his team. As a freshman, I'm like, well, that's stupid. I'm not going to be a bench player my, le- my last three years. Yep. And then uh, Pittsburgh, Brandon Knight. Oh, right. Was, uh, Seton Hall. He was there, even though I gave him the business in high school. <laughs> I heard about that. But I think, I think he was like all, all Big East. Yep. I, I, after his freshman year or sophomore year. So I was like. You know, once again, I was a combo guard, so you know they kind of they kind of played it to me like, yo, you could play the one or the two. And I was just like, I just felt like it, it was a situation where it would be tough to get like some serious playing time, you know, right. with those guys there. And then right. Drexel, you know, he basically told me right away that you know you you have a really good chance of playing right away. There's nobody there that's you know, yeah, it's, it's basically yours they have, you know. Wow. So. That was basically it. I heard, you know, I figured I could try to play right away, and it was close to home. I like, I like, you know, the teammates when I was on my visit. And that was it. Hmm. Interesting. Who was coaching Georgetown? Yeah. Was it was it the father? Was it Thompson Senior? No, it was um, it was that. Remember that weird like white dude with a mustache that took over for like two years after Thompson left? No, I don't. He had like, oh. a Hitler mustache. <laughs> I don't remember. I thought it was like father and then son came right after. Oh, that's interesting. I don't no, know. It was, it was like a two year, three year span with this white dude. I can't remember his name. And he had like a, he had like a Tom Selleck lip, lip sweater. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, the guy was, he was creepy looking. That's probably another reason why I didn't want to go there. My wife wants me to be a barista for, uh, for Halloween. I forget what she's, she's going to be like a cup of coffee or something. And so I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about doing the Tom Selleck. I have a goatee right now, so I just got to shave off the bottom and I'll have the Tom Selleck. You know what I'm saying? Dude, mustaches are in, man. <laughs> Not according to my wife. She fucking hates it so much. Really? Bro. Yes, I don't know. I don't know why, but like every once in a while, I'll, when I, I usually do everything at once. So I'll shave my head and then I'll I'll trim my beard and stuff. And every once in a while, I'm like, let me rock the mustache. I walk out of the bathroom. She's like, what the fuck? Who's like halts out? On me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So sometimes when we're getting into, I'm, it, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get you. I'm fucking. I'm cutting a mustache tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, dude, it is it is freaking very pedophile. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh man. Oh, but, so so tell tell me about Cecil County. Um, I heard there was a brawl. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. This was this was this was like if if I gotta have someone at my eulogy to talk about a, a, one of my favorite favorite fights of all time, this is it. Notice I said my eulogy. That shows how fucked up I am. Anyway, so. <laughs> so we're at some so so mind you I'm like I'm the only white guy on this team right so it's it's a bunch of like kids from the inner city of ba- uh, Baltimore and like you know just Maryland DC yeah and uh, but you know right away we were all just collecting boys and we had nothing else man like Northeast Maryland was 
was like a farm, just farms. And like, there was actually, honestly, no joke. There was Ku Klux Klan uh, members around there. Jesus. So, yeah. So like, we literally had nothing, man. There was nothing to do. So we just, we, we all, we had two houses. I lived in, I lived in a house with, with six guys and the other house had six guys and like some guys were sleeping on the floors, man, like in the living room, that was the room. It was, it was rough. We didn't have TV. Um, we just had like a Sega and a VCR. That's all we had. No, I swear to God, man, it was, it was crazy. But you know, for whatever reason, it wasn't, it wasn't, didn't feel like we were roughing it because we were just goofing off all the time and playing ball all the time. So it wasn't as bad as it sounds, but anyway, so we were a close group, right? So at the end of the of, of Cecil the year, they had some weird like dance. I don't know what it was for, but they had like a little like a little dance party at the school. And uh, of course we all go at the team, hang out. You know, there's nothing else to do around there. So and then there's this, this group of kids who came, like these locals from like the like a neighboring town. It's a pretty rough town, but these kids come. And you know, the whole time we're all dancing, we're all partying and nothing there's no problems. And so me and two other guys are like, all right, man, let's go home. Let's go back to the, you know, our house. And we're walking to the parking lot and we see like this big commotion of, of these 10 guys. It looked like they were fighting, but I guess they were just like, you know, messing around. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there watching them. And next thing you know, they're like, what the hell are y'all looking at? Or something like that. I'm like, uh-oh. And, uh, nothing. I would have thought you guys were fighting. So we're just watching a fight. And sure enough, Dude, literally, like, they just start coming after us, like, walking towards us. So I'm like, like oh, you guys want to fight? You want to see, you know see a fight or something like that? I don't remember exactly what was being said, but it was like, oh, we're in, we're in trouble. So, like, I'm backing up with these two guys, and I'm like, and I had this guy, one guy, named, we call him Ezel, because he looks like Ezel from, uh, from Friday. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> I was like, Ezel. I was like, run inside. I was like, get the rest of the team, quick. Like, the, you know, we, like, you know, obviously, we're in trouble. So, like, me and this one guy, I'll never forget, Will, William Bumgarner. From Vineland, New Jersey. Anyway, so this this kid, matter of fact, was like a Taekwondo like freak. Get out of here. His father, yeah, his father trained him in Taekwondo. So I see him with his freaking like karate hands up. Oh, uh, he got him into the stance. He started doing yeah, the bounce. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he basically was like, "Let's go." So I'm sitting there with my hands up. I'm like, "All right, well, I guess I'm gonna have to do this." So next thing you know, man, I swear to God, I just feel like a boom in the side of my head, like a like a like a like a shot and i i just i kind of like stumbled back and like everything's blurry i'm like i kind of like i was like almost out of my feet and honestly i i lost track of time next thing you know i kind of like come to and my whole team is like standing outside so we're kind of like standing there they're standing there and um and mind you these guys you know they stopped coming after us what they saw six ten six nine six eight Right. They're like, they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, they kind of like, they kind of like, you know. <laughs> let's let's you know, rewind it. Yes. Let's rewind it just talking shit. <laughs> right. So, oh, man. so next thing you know, right, I feel the side of my face and I feel blood. And then my buddy's like, Eric, Eric, what's, what's up? You call me whatever. Shmi, Shmi, what's up? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I was like, I was like, I, I just got hit with something. So I guess it was a rock. I don't know what it was. Some, I guess, you know, after the 10 guys, someone just threw a rock and hit me in the head. Uh, so I'm bleeding, right? And I'm like, and I flip out. And I'm like, who do I, I said, who the fuck, you know, blah, blah, blah. Who the fuck hit me in the face with a rock? And, I'm, and I look at the biggest dude there. I call him out. I go, you bitch, one-on-one. I just said, none of you pussies. I just said, none of you pussies want to man up. He's like, no, it wasn't me, dude. It wasn't me, blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's like, fuck this. We're out of here. We're out of here. So they start, like, leaving. 
and every, and all my boys are like, yeah, pussies, pussies, pussies. And I'm like, fuck. And I feel the blood like streaming down my face. I'm like, fuck this. Nobody's leaving. <laughs> so, so I just, I, I look at the first car that they're getting into and I just fucking sprint full speed, dude, full speed. And this guy's opening his door. Right. And I, and he's like right about to get in his car, the front, uh, front passenger side. And his boy goes, yo, watch out. And as soon as he said, watch out, he turned and I was right there, knuckles, like right at his face, blast him. Like, dude, I literally hit him so hard. Like I felt like my hand was going to go through his, his face and in the window. So I hit him, right? Perfect shot, dude, because he's turning and I'm hitting him full speed. And all of a sudden I just see his, like he caves against the door, like slumps down. I see his eyes roll back in his head. I think I hit him like one or two more times, and, but he was out, like done. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I got like this fit of like rage. So like, I was like, I want more. <laughs> so I, I, I run around the other side of the car to go after the, um, the driver and he pops out of the car. He had like a little wooden bat. He oh, pops out of the car. And, like, so like he pops out swings and I swing at the same time. He, he with his right hand, I swing with my right hand. He blasts me in like my collarbone and I square shot, boom, hit him like a perfect shot too. And this kid, this kid was kind of like wobbling, wobbling, and like he kind of like stumbled back. And then I do like I just remember I'll never forget it, dude. I remember just like in a fit of like rage, dude, like flipping out, looking around for more. And I look back, and there was a kid in the back seat who like took off, and I saw four six six guys to six nine guys chasing this little kid. He looked like he, I mean, he he might have been like five ten, but he looked like a little like. It looked like a little antelope running from deer. I mean, running from lions. Like, four lions, like, running down the slope hill after this kid. And they just, I guess, whatever, they caught him and eventually just beat that kid up. So, so after all that, like, happened, right, the one kid that I knocked out had to get carried away in a stretcher. Oh. In oh, a got stretcher? A <laughs> yeah. So here's what happened, right? So I knocked that kid out, hit him a couple times supposedly one of my teammates after I left to go after the other kid jumped on that kid and was like kicking that kid in the face oh, while he was wow. knocked out. Wow. Yeah, so that kid, that kid got absolutely mangled. Like his, I think he had a broken jaw, broken like nose. And like he was, he was, he was mangled. Um, but the best part of that story was I forgot. I ran around the car and a guy, after I ran around the car, a guy popped one, a guy popped out of the back door and one of my teammates came, came after him. The guy had a knife oh. and, Slid him, hit his neck, just missed his like jugular. Whoa. The kid William, the kid, the, the karate kid, the, the William Baumgartner kid. Oh wow! Just missed him, uh, just missed his like jugular and caught him on his neck. And uh, but then, you know, the rest of my teammates got him. So there was like three or four of them that actually like stood to fight. The rest of those guys took off in their cars and left those boys again. Oh like, damn! Yeah. <laughs> so there was like four guys laid out. On the campus of Cecil Community College, at like twelve thirty at night, <laughs> cops came, ambulances come. Um, so they took me and this kid William to the hospital because he had to get his neck stitched up, and I had to get my forehead. Uh, I had to get like one stitch yep. or two stitches in my forehead. I'll never forget. So we're in their same room getting stitched up, and they and they wheeled this guy on the stretcher <laughs> past us. <laughs> Dude. And we, we both see this kid's face, dude. It looked like, I was like, there's no way I did that all by myself. And his face looked like it was just, it was just a big, like, blueberry. It was just, <laughs> a, like, a mess. Man. And, and, no, uh, 
no repercussions. No Allen Iverson almost go to jail. No. Wow. Somehow, so so what happened was um, my coach basically called my mom that night. He's like, "Oh, you're Eric's in the hospital. You got in a fight." Blah blah blah. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, you should be proud of him. Like the kid he beat up uh, is not looking so good. But um, she's so like, here's I gotta, what happened. So, I got to deal with this with fucking dollar bill, and now I got my son. I got to deal with it. Right. I mean, it, the coach. The, I, I was in the coach's office when he was calling her. It was hilarious. He was like proud of me. Um, but anyway, so the only reason we I didn't get in trouble, I think, was because the kid that that I beat up was pressing charges. But his brother was the one with the knife. Um, so basically, my buddy was like, "All right, if you press charges against us, I guess I, I guess I could have gotten in trouble." Because I mean, they were walking away when I hit the kid. But um, but the other guy, um, I you know, used a weapon and friggin' cut the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they basically squashed it. But I was I was scared. There's another instance, man. I was scared in my mind because I literally just signed to Drexel probably like a week before that. Oh my <laughs> and I'm God. just like, I'm like, dude, I'm effed. What is you up know, with the Schmieder brothers and like the day of something important happening, you guys? Like Mark's like last know, Mark's last day of school. <laughs> oh my oh, yeah, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. He told me that story. That, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just I got lucky again. Like you know, somehow like the kid didn't press charge because I guess his, he didn't want his brother to get arrested or in trouble as well. I got you. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, okay. that was a great story, man. <laughs> I got a couple other fight stories, but there's a story about a flooded dorm. <laughs> you. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, so I we, we didn't we didn't, we couldn't drink a lot obviously when we were playing you know basketball during the year because we it was just constant practice and working out and I, you know we just couldn't do it so but we would drink one night a week after our games like the night of after our games home games so me and my buddy my best friend of the team tim whitworth we used to always kill a handle of coleco jack now coleco jack is the generic version of captain morgan's because we didn't yeah. have money so obviously we're buying like the the, the gallon size handle of coleco jack for like 10 bucks so for whatever reason, dude, I don't know why, but we, we would always kill the, the, the handle of Coleco Jack before we go out. So imagine us all freaking dehydrated from playing a basketball game, drinking in our dorm room, listening to music, and just pounding this Coleco Jack, right? So we do that. And mind you, I'm freaking cross-eyed freaking by that time. And we're like, oh, let's go to the soccer party. So we go to the soccer party, you know, and obviously I'm fucking hammered up, whammered. And uh, we all are. And um, my buddy's upstairs. He's like, I was like, well, where's my soccer buddy? You know, I want to you know, say hi to him. He's always up in his room uh, hanging out with some girls or whatever. So I go up there and they're like, they're in there. There's like five kids and then there's this massive bong, like probably like a three foot bong. And like, I've never really smoked like a bong. I never did a bong hit before. So they're, they're all teaching me how to do it, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, pull the pin, suck here, blah, blah, blah. So, from what they told me is I took like the biggest bong rip they've ever seen. Like I just inhaled, like, like it was my last breath and blew out, blew out a, uh, like a, like a plume cloud. That was like a freaking atomic bomb. And just like a dragon just blown out smoke, like for like a minute long, like one of those Tommy boy fucking hits or whatever. <laughs> so I hit this thing. Right. And I basically, I don't remember this, remember all that. These are what people were told, told me happened. So like, they're like, they remember me just staring and being like, I need to go home. <laughs> I, 
I guess I knew. Like I, when I know, I'm like an injured. Like when I know I'm gonna puke, I'm like an injured dog. I just go hide. I go like bury myself somewhere. And I just go puke. So I, I guess I just, I guess I must have just walked home. Probably looked hilarious walking home. Um, and I, when I, every time I puke, I always like, I always go in the shower and puke. I just don't want to be all over my bed or, I don't know. So I basically <laughs> go in the shower, turn it on. Fucking sit down in, on the on the in the tub or the whatever the shower stall, and just puking my brains out. And I guess what I did is I passed out, right? <laughs> Pass out, and I guess I'm sitting on the drain. <laughs> <laughs> so my boy, my my best friend, who obviously comes home like five four hours later from partying, I'm sitting there passed out. All I hear is Schmieder, what the fuck? And I, he remember a six six guy standing over me. I'm laying on the on the shower stall. I look up. I'm like, what? And he's like, I look over. I see four to five inches of water throughout the whole, the whole apartment. What is the whole apartment? I'm like, oh, dude, my bad. So I get up. I get up and I'm trudging through this four or five inch flooded uh, flooded uh, apartment. And I go, I go to the stall. I'm like, oh, dude, I got to puke. So I start puking all over like, the, the floor. And the, it's basically a moat in the whole, in the whole, uh, oh my God. in the whole dorm room, right? I'm butt-ass naked, mind you, right? So I'm butt-ass naked just like trudging through like our apartment. Uh, apartment. I just like, I got to get to my bunk bed and pass out, dude. Like, I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> so as I'm walking towards my room, butt-ass naked, I look into one room and I see like, cause we had, we had like three rooms in this suite. And I see my other two roommates on top of their beds because they're in the water with these two girls. And I look in the dorm room. And they go, oh, my God, he's naked. I'm like, I, I'm like, I look at him. I go, I'll holla. <laughs> <laughs> and I just grab my junk and I just keep walking to my room <laughs> and pass out. Uh. <laughs> so there you go. What is my room, man? Oh. Tap green. Good, oh, thing, good thing he came in there, man. I would have probably drowned. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, last story. There was there was uh, an incident in Camden. I don't know if you remember. Where? Camden, oh, New oh, Jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one's not so funny, but yeah. <laughs> so so I, I went to um, – so there was like this um, – they have concerts or whatever. I can't, I can't, I can't remember the name of it from, from, but it's a huge concert, like arena yep. in Camden. Um, so we, I go with this couple of my teammates and this wrestler kid who we became friends with. And this kid was a maniac, dude. Should, should never have been in a school or university. He was just a complete rock head. Would throw, <laughs> rocks at, throw rocks at cars, windows when walking on campus. Like that Seriously? Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. So of course must I'm driving a, home. Must have been an amazing wrestler. <laughs> uh. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we're driving home from this concert, right? And right before you know we we get back into Philly, you got to cross, you know, got to cross the river or get through the tolls. And sure enough, these two kids walking, I guess, along the highway. And of course, this guy, like an idiot, yells at a uh, racial slur. Yep. He's like, you know, you. You ends or whatever the fuck he said. I don't remember what yep. he said. And sure enough, we literally, because everybody's leaving the concert, we literally are going to stop in like 30 yards because it's backed up at the toll. Right. So he yells it at these kids, right? 
And sure enough, like we really drive like another 30 yards and we're stopped. And these kids are like, oh, all right. Now we'll see what's good, right? Yeah. So they come running back towards our car. And I'm like, all right, asshole, get out of the car and fucking handle this now. So I jump out of the car. He fucking stays in the car, of course. And 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 they're like, they they literally run up to me and they're like and they're like they're like what, what what the fuck do you say what the fuck do you say I was like I didn't say shit the guy pulls out a fucking gun and puts it right at me points it right Jesus. at me Jesus I swear to God dude I don't know what the fuck came over me I was like dude I don't know what I I don't know I, I was like I was like I didn't say I didn't say what you thought think I said but I was like if you want to shoot me then shoot me <laughs> just like that just like that dude I swear to anything I was like go ahead shoot me he's like what because you want me to shoot you? I was like, go ahead. I don't. I swear to God, dude. I don't know why. He's like, he's like, you're a fucking crazy white boy. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and then my buddy's in the car, or whatever. And literally, he's like, he's like, I ain't gonna shoot you. You're too fucking crazy to die, or something like that. <laughs> right. And he's, he's like, he's like, tell your boy to watch his fucking mouth. And he's, and, I'll, and like, he's like, where the fuck are you guys coming from? Then we started talking, dude. And it became like friendly, like really friendly. <laughs> He's like, where you crazy ass white boys going? Like, oh, I'm going back to school, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, you play ball there? I, I think I told him I play ball there. Like, oh, cool <laughs> shit, man. We're literally talking after he pulled the gun on it. Uh, so like, how far away is like, the guy? Like, like is, the, is the gun like a foot from your face or? Literally, yeah. Literally like like two feet away. Wow. Right out my face. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think the guy kid was like, yo, he's like, he's like, yeah, and he pussy at Drexel, man. He's like, I could hook me my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, whatever you want, dude, whatever. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I get back in the car with that kid, and I'm like, dude, you're a fucking, like, I'm slipping out on him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I can't believe I just saw that. He's like, what the hell? He's flipping out, dude. And like, sure enough, we get back to our apartment, and like, he's telling everybody the stories, like, fucking flipping out, and it was just fucking insanity, man. Oh my god! Wait, yeah. so he was the one? The dude in the car was the one that was popping off? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my the fucking, god! The, the stupid wrestler, the, the fucking crow magnum. Oh no! <laughs> fucking, you know, just fucking straight me. I thought he was gonna be funny. That'd be funny to say, say, you know, say, ah, you ends and just keep driving away. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just remember being like, oh, fuck, dude. I was like, what the hell did you just get us into? Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, those are all, you gave me everything that your brother said, you got to get all this stuff from my brother. But I've got, my question for you is, is there anything in your time, because you spent, how many years in Europe? Like over a decade in Europe. Is there anything that really stands out for for you from those times? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, just just partying, man. There were some. We got some brawls there. I mean, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I mean, nothing. Nothing that you haven't already heard. You know, basically, it's it's basically the same same genre of stories. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh my God! So you were always you were always tight with your teammates. You you never had any like drama with you know trying to make the team when there's like another point guard. You're trying to make the team and you're beefing with each other. You never had any. No, like, I think the only I think the only drama I ever got into was at Drexel. My first year at Drexel, there was a point guard that um, I was actually really good friends with, but um, he was the point guard and like I was the point guard. So and he was actually playing over me. Okay. Uh, and. Um, and everybody kept telling me, like, dude, why is this kid playing? Like, 
you're so much better than him. And, you know, and like, I, yeah, I was pissed. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to show him in practice. So we would go at it in practice because I would always get the better of him and he would get pissed off. Yep. And me and him actually got into a fight uh, in one practice because of it. Um, I was pressing him full court and I was way quicker and way faster. And I was just plucking him like full court and he was getting pissed. And, in the, in the, in the, you know, the coaches were like, yeah, Schmieder, like, you know, amping me up. So, and he just kept saying, oh, come foul me, you foul me, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And I just kept pressuring him. Dude. He couldn't go around me. And I, you know, I, I plucked him one more time, and he said, stop fucking fouling me, and, like, kind of, like, push me. Yeah. And, like, literally, as he – I knew he was going to do something, so I was ready to go. So he kind of, like, as he was pushing me, like, put, like, put his hands on me, I kind of had my arm, and I just – as soon as I saw his arms go up, I just kind of, like, straight right at him. <laughs> Boom, right, right, right in his, like, right in his, like, square shot to his, uh, his teeth. And he had, like, a big false front tooth from getting elbowed, I guess, before. That thing fucking – flew out it was like it was like a it was like a tic-tac on the ground like ding 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 and he's like oh what the fuck reader like hold his mouth <laughs> but that was it man like me i always got along with my teammates man i was always like i was friends with everybody that's amazing that was the only time where like but me and him were like me and him were friends right after that you know like oh he, i got you yeah but i never really had any problems with with anybody so what was the deal then is was it just that he you know the coaches, honestly, the head coach I don't loved know, him, man. or is it? Yeah, the head coach loved him. They, they wanted him to be like the man because he was a freshman. I was a sophomore. Oh, I got you. And got for you. whatever reason, the head coach loved him, and the assistant coaches who recruited me heavily, um, they loved me. But the head coach had like a hard on for this kid. Like, I got you. He was like a Wojciechowski type guard. Guard like, oh, wasn't skilled, wasn't that athletic. Was just, like dove on the floor, took charges. You. Like he sucked. He wasn't really that good, you know? <laughs> and once Bruiser came, Bruiser saw him and was like, dude, you're not even going to play here, so uh, you might want to uh, transfer. So he transferred out. Oh, he did. He left. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Because, I mean, he really wasn't a D1 point guard. So I he went to some D2. Um, but, yeah, the head coach, that, that's what I mean. Like, the head coach is a fucking moron. My first head coach. Yeah. Like, the kid, the guy didn't really know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> not because he wasn't playing me, just in general. Like, everybody said it. Like, every all the other teammates, all the other – the seniors, they, they just didn't like that guy. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, so speak, because, you, you know, you were deep into the game. So, a lot of times you guys will see things that us, like, our, us armchair quarterbacks don't see. So, in terms of D1, is there really that big a difference between a Drexel and, uh, like, a Kentucky or a Duke or a North Carolina? Um. I would say, like, the top mid-majors, I would say I would say not much of a difference. Maybe just, like, maybe some bigger guys. Okay. Uh, I think that's the biggest difference. From, from mid-major to big-time D1, yep. I think the major difference is the, is, is the size. Okay. Like, the guards, a, a, a really good mid, mid-major D1 guard is not far off from, a, like, a, a point guard from NC State or a point guard from Clemson. I got you. You know, because I actually played against a lot of those guys overseas, like a lot of like guys who were like all all ACC uh, first team point guards. And honestly, like I got the better of them most of the time. You wow. Know? wow. Um, but I would say the biggest difference was 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 the um, was the big guys. I got you. You know, because because we're, we're we're six nine, six eight, and these guys are they're they're three guards are six nine, six eight. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like our big our center was six eight. 
Wow. You know, like, whereas probably UNC Duke, there's there's they're three guards. They're, they're, they're you know they're small forwards, six eight. Right. They have seven two seven footers. That's right. That's right. So when, when we played like Villanova, we played those teams. Like that was the major difference. It wasn't. I didn't feel like the guards were that much better, but um, the major difference to me was definitely the size. I got you. And the depth, of course. Like they have. Oh the yeah, depth. that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You always yeah. see that with 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 a team like Drexel or a team like uh, St. Yeah. Joe. Their starting five is always, and Gonzaga used right. to be that way too. Their starting five is always right. solid, and then you know. When they need to get it, catch a blow, it's like <laughs> it's like yeah, Uncle Momentum, Uncle Mo, all of a sudden yeah, shifts. But my, and <laughs> right, but mind you, my conference um, took two teams to the Final Four. Like the year after I left, and the year after that, they took uh, VCU and George Mason. Remember those runs? Oh yes! Oh yes! So we were that was that was my conference. So okay, you know, like like I play, you know, like so we especially our conference, we didn't feel like, you know, those teams were that much better than us. Right. When we played them. Like, you know, we would lose to Villanova. I think we lost to Villanova and St. Joe's when they were ranked number two in the country. We lost to St. Joe's like 46 to 39. It was like an awful, you know, defensive what? game. But yeah. <laughs> uh, and we lost to Villanova. I think we lost to Villanova by eight points. It was a close game the whole game. So, you know, it, we never were, were felt like we were that much away from those teams, you know? Yep. But we were one of the better teams in our conference too, so it wasn't like, you know, oh, it wasn't you. like, you know, imagine like the middle of our conference or the lower of our conference playing those teams. It probably was a whole different story. I got you. We yeah. finished second, I think, in our conference. So nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, all right. I think that's all I got for you for now. I'm gonna ask your brother for some oh. more stories, but uh, nice. before, yeah, before I'm sure wrap- Mark and Brad have some have some better stuff about me that I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I was like, yeah, do you remember something about Camden? You're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, man, I almost died that day. I almost yeah. died. <laughs> that happens to me so much, man. Like, I'll see a guy I haven't seen in a while. He's like, dude, remember this? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't remember shit for some reason. People, <laughs> people remind me of all the shit I've done, the crazy things I've done, man. You literally gave me two like stories. I, Is there another story you can think of where you almost died? You almost drowned in the tub. You almost got shot. Is there another one where you almost died that you can think of? Oh, uh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, I felt like I was going to die flying to Europe one time. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it was just a, tur- it was a turbulence thing. Like, we're, we're flying, right? My first year flying overseas. And we just get over the Atlantic Ocean, what you see on the map, like on the, on the TV in front of you. Yep. It shows you where you are, right? And I just look up and I see our plane is like in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, right? And all of a sudden, we, we start hitting turbulence. I'm like, eh, it's normal turbulence. And then it's like going, like, it's being like more and more violent. And the plane's like rocking side to side. And then I, I think we hit like a, um, an air pocket, right? All of a sudden, I, we hear boom. And the plane like shoots like straight down, and like like I'm looking, I'm the back of the plane. I can see the front of the plane because I'm looking like straight down almost. Like it was like at an angle. We're like, oh, we're going the fuck down. And mind you, the fucking pilot is screaming in German, like some pig Latin, disgusting like screams. He's screaming in German, and I look over and the, and the sewers are crying. Get out of like, here! What? Yeah. Once I saw the sewers is crying, I'm like. Oh my God! Like this is not normal because the stewards are crying, and you can feel him. You feel the the, the plane shaking so hard because he's trying to pull up, 
like you feel like the you feel like everything's just like rattling. You feel like he he just can't get the plane to go up, and it's just shaking, shaking, shaking. And like honestly, bro, as soon as I realized, I like I'll, as soon as I came to the realization that we're going down, he kind of righted it. <laughs> so it was it was probably only like fifteen to thirty seconds of straight like downhill, like downhill and like that 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 crazy intensity of like holy shit, the plane's going down, but. That was like the one time in my life where I was like, um, I think I'm dead. I'm going down. And that's the worst too when you're over water and all you see is like water everywhere. No land oh, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I was already in survival mode. Like my, my brain processed like, processed like three different ways to survive. <laughs> and, and I was like, wait. I was like, I, like, I got to hold on to a cushion. I got to do this. I got to do that. I was like, I was already like thinking like what the hell I got to do. It was. I was prepared. Once I saw the stewardess cry, man, I was prepared. And I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> uh, well, I guess it wasn't yeah. that bad because the gas mask never came out of the ceiling, you know? That's when you know, like, right. Jesus Christ. Oh, if that happened, I would have been flipping. I would have been flipping out. <laughs> but I, honestly, dude, I'm sure Mark and Brad have a lot more stories that they can think of about me. Because, like I said, I just forget shit. I don't know if I just black it out because <laughs> it's so dramatic. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure they know some shit. Oh, all right, man. I appreciate your time. Do you have anything you promoting anything? You doing any basketball camps? Do you have like a company or anything? You were you were saying you were flipping houses and stuff. Is that through your own company or are you working for? Yeah, something? I mean, me, yeah, I don't really need to promote that. I mean, that's just basically me and my buddy. We flip a couple houses. Oh, I got you. Um, you know, you know, so we're doing that from time to time. Nice. But uh, yeah, I have a water company called Alka Warrior Water. It's a high pH alkaline water. Nice. Um, basically, I don't know if you know much about alkaline water, but I just it, heard uh, a commercial it, about it on the radio, on Sirius Radio, like today. That's so weird. Essentia? Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's that's like the King Kong of alkaline water. They're 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 everywhere right now. Like Patrick Mahomes, they have commercials on TV, and Patrick Mahomes is the uh, the spokesman for them. Um, but it's a new thing. Like in the West Coast, they know all about alkaline water because you know they're more into health and right. you know better stuff so in the east coast is just coming out here now but uh yeah i have a I have a water uh, you know it's called apple warrior okay. this is a high ph 9.5 ph water um that um so what's the deal with getting that? out there because i don't know shit it basically about it. yeah it's, so it basically if you test most bottled waters like the ph levels like acidic or, or basic or alkaline yep almost 90 percent of them test acidic like poland springs aquafina dasani all of them are very, very acidic waters. Okay. So that's the you're, you shouldn't be drinking acidic water. Water's supposed to be naturally alkaline. Okay. Um, but what makes it acidic is all I guess all the treatment they put in it and stuff like that. So basically, what alkaline water does is like if you're drinking coffee, if you're drinking beer, you're drinking sugary drinks, it's all very acidic stuff. So you know that that affects your body's pH, and when our body's pH is too too acidic. That's when cancers, diseases, and other illnesses grow. I got you. Like, there's a study out there that 100% of cancer patients have a body pH that's very acidic. Wow. So, think about all the shit that we eat, man. It's just like we don't eat anything healthy, and, and our, even our waters are bad. So, what this water does is it basically neutralizes a lot of the acidities that we have or, or we put in our bodies. You know, so if you drink coffee all day or sugar or soda, and you know, and if your water's acidic as, as well, then your body's going to be acidic. I got you. And that's where a lot of our problems, our health problems, arise from. 
So basically, it just neutralizes all the acidity in our bodies, flushes out all the bad toxins, and uh, especially if you work out, right? Your body builds up all these, it breaks down all these muscles and toxins and, and stuff in your body. Yep. And the best way to recover is not to pour more acidic in your body, is to pour alkaline to help get rid of it, flush it out, and, and this alkaline water hydrates you four to five times quicker than, than all other waters. Get out of here! So, I'm I'm learning yeah. some shit right now. <laughs> Bro, if you drink if you if you drink wine or you're you're hungover, the best thing you can drink is alkaline water. Wow! Best thing you can do is get you right back on your feet. Wow. Yep. Okay. So, is do you have a website for it? Is it like alkawarrior.com? Yeah, it's alkawarrior.com. You can order cases of water on there. You know, we're in a lot of stores. You know, we're in shop rates. You know, we're in some get out of here shop rates. Yeah, we're in mostly mostly uh, by the city, like Bergen County. Okay, I got you. I got you. We're in Kearney, Oakland, Shoprite, um, Passaic, Shoprite. So we're wow. out. We're out by the city. We're in. We're in a lot, a lot of key foods in New York City. Uh, whole, you know, um, oh, what's the major uh, market out there? Um, uh, key foods in Dag- Agostinos. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Uh, I just remember that commercial from when we were kids. <laughs> oh man! So is it is it a buddy of yours? Is he? It's not your company, is it? Alpha Warrior. Yeah, it's me and me and two other guys. Oh, get out of here! Oh shit! Yeah, so it's three of us. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. How long have you guys been around for? Uh, about a year and a half now. Okay, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we're making we're making a little dent. We're getting in the market a teeny bit, you know. Nice. So we're, we're growing. Cool. And so you got alphawarrior.com. Yeah. Are you on any of the other social media stuff? Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Alka Warrior. Uh, you know, at, at for Instagram is at Alka Warrior. Um, uh, same thing for Facebook. At, just out, out, at Alka Warrior awesome. as well. Awesome. Yeah, man. Oh, brother. Thank Spread you very news. much. I will. Spread the word. Get it out there. Alpha Water. Get that pH right, kid. <laughs> I'm yeah, going go, to order some myself right now and test this out. Yeah, yeah but way I, to a better day, man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Th- thank you so much for your time, brother. It's always good to talk to you. I'm gonna we're gonna link up again, talk a little bit more when we get a chance, and hopefully I can see your ass soon, man. Let's make it yeah, happen. Yeah, man. We all gotta get we all gotta get up together one time. No doubt. I don't even see Mark that much anymore, man. Like we gotta I go out to Morristown or something, grab, get some food, or exactly. go out for drinks or whatever. Exactly. Now That's you're it. talking. Now you're talking. I'll make it happen, man. Absolutely. All right, man. All right. I'll good talk stuff. to you soon. Take care, uh, man. Have fun, man. Talk to you later.